This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Show, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Caps fans, we've got an incredible episode for you today. Uh, this Monday, we're going to be talking about league news, give a little play up update, playoff update. We've got a little bit of international hockey to talk about, uh, suspensions, injuries, as we normally do. And, of course, if you've been with us all season, you'd know that if the Caps were still playing hockey, which they're not, wah, 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 uh, we, <laughs> would be, we would be talking about them as well. On Thursday, we have an incredible interview with Mikey Forbes, lead singer of Out of Time. They're going on a on tour. They just released a new album. Mikey's a huge Caps fan, DMV guy, Southern Maryland. You know how it is. I mean, uh, what a beauty. Yeah, he really was. Uh, he is. It was a great interview. Uh, you know, you can catch that on Thursday or the stream that's already on our social platforms. Um, you know, good luck to them on the tour and check out their music. You know, I was listening to them just earlier on Apple Music and uh, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, nicest dude ever, man, for real. Oh, yeah, really. Very down to earth. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's pop some tabs in right into it. What do you think, Polly? Yeah, buddy. One, two, three. All right. So. <laughs> Caps fans, oh dude, wait, wait, Paulie, I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta ask you about this thing that I saw on Netflix today. Uh, just before we get into hockey, completely unrelated to hockey, but um, it is, you know, in light of you having your first child, <laughs> this was a show that apparently is like a like on network cable or or Ray basic cable equivalent in Japan. Uh, it's called Old Enough, and it's just subbed. Uh, Japanese, it's the Japanese show just with subtitles, and it is about parents who, and they're like, each show is like seven or eight minutes long, and they send a child on an errand for the first time, like they've never done this, and it's just camera crews that follow them around as this kid, and dude, okay, these kids are like not even three yet, and they're like walking to the grocery store, crossing roads, picking up stuff and bringing it back to the house. I mean, it's not, it's not just like go to the store and get me one thing. It's like go to the store and then on the way back, go to the like shop that sells this and get that. And then like go pick a cabbage and bring it home. Wow. Yeah. And you know, they, I think that they just let the kids go and there's cameramen that are in disguise that follow them around. Like sometimes you'll catch them in the shot cause they're just kind of running around all wild. So I'm sure that the kid is in some sort of relative safety, but it seems like the way that they're kind of shooting it that the kid just kind of does a lot of the stuff on, on their own. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like if something bad happens, there's people there for them, but they're not going to get any help. Right. And I'm pretty sure that the store that they're going to is like notified, like you're going to have a child come up and, and do that. But um, yeah, nothing crazy. Like if I let if my kid's six, if I, if I made her go do that, she'd probably have a mental breakdown uh, <laughs> a block away from the house. It's it's nuts, dude. You should check it out. It's called <laughs> Old Enough. <laughs> I I will check that out. And, you know, now I'm just thinking, like, is this normal in Japan? Like, they just let their kids like be super independent at age like two. Wild. That is wild. 
Uh, so yeah, that was that was my pre-podcast warm up watching that shit. Uh, ten out of ten would recommend. Check it out. It's hilarious. Um, <clears throat> okay. Anyways, back to hockey. What we're here to talk about. Uh, actually, this is now a uh, old enough podcast. All we're going to talk about is <laughs> little Japanese kids going to the store and, and getting running errands for their parents. Um, Netflix sponsors. Exactly. Netflix. No free ads. Uh, <laughs> so on uh, on Monday. Stop me if you heard this before. The Vegas Knights have fired their head coach Peter DeBoer, and Lane Lambert, Lambert was hired in uh, the new, as the New York Islanders' new head coach. So you know Lou Lamarillo uh, going for a rookie coach who we know Lane Lambert, he's the man. But uh, going for a rookie coach after firing Barry Trotz, and then Vegas just doing Vegas things, firing Peter DeBoer. Well, at least with Vegas this time, they fired a coach who didn't get him to the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, they fired the coach who took him to the cup, brought him in, brought in a guy who they beat to get to the cup. Right. And who had proven that he wasn't going to get his teams to the he hadn't gotten his teams to the cup. Right. So, I don't know why they were expecting so much more from Peter DeBoer, but um yeah, this one at least makes more sense than when they fired Jared Gallant. Well, maybe they're looking at Barry Trotz. I mean, the offseason coaching field has gotten much deeper, um, and we've got more on that moving like uh, later on. But uh, head coach jobs, uh, the the talent pool of available coaches is incredibly deep right now. You know, there's still chatter about Babcock and Quinville. You know, I, I don't think either of them should come back, but – Hey, you know, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, if you're good at coaching hockey, you're you're there's a need for you somewhere. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, you know, and I, I think I saw that Trotz has like six interviews or something, or six teams in, interested in him. Yeah, and how could he I not? Think Trotz, Trotz could do some impressive stuff with that high flying Vegas roster. I mean, if he taught them how to play defense, yep, um, it could be kind of what he did with the Caps. Exactly. Yeah whipping guys into shape and playing for each other. Um, and I mean, Vegas is an embarrassment of riches. I don't know what kind of head coach it, who's looking for a job in their right mind wouldn't want that job right now. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, it seems like old George McPhee has gone blind with power and is just shit canning coaches left and right. He's like, I've, I've had enough of this bullshit. If you can't reel it, I'm in, reel them in, in a year and a half, you're done. Um, Cutthroat, Georgie. Yeah, and he's he's getting uh, – this is his second coach change, so he, he's getting a little more leash than the, well, the normal GM would. Right, but I mean how much – how like McPhee has banked his, his hoarded draft picks, right, up to, you know, even with the Kraken coming in. He bent people over the barrel. I mean he did everything that he needed to do to get a team that should win. So he's not going to jettison any of that talent. He's got to, I guess, make big splashes at the front. I don't know. Yeah. I it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. To see Vegas I love fail. Turmoil. Right. Exactly. Um, John Hines signed a two-year contract to remain coach the Nashville Predators on Thursday. Um, you know, I think that that's a decent move. Got him in. They, I think, I think the Predators overperformed all year. To be completely honest, I didn't have them pinned as a playoff team at all got in got swept first round by powerhouse tampa bay but you know what can you do there 
right? Colorado. Oh, yeah, sorry. Colorado. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah. The other one. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, right. The other the other blue team that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he did a good job with – I mean, he's there's, there's talent on that roster, but they're aging. And, you know, he kept, kept them together to put together a good season, get to the playoffs. They competed with the Avalanche even though they got swept. I mean, one of those games did go to overtime. So, you know, I, I think it's smart signing him and two years isn't that long. So it's right. not a not a long term commitment and you know. I I like Nashville. It'd be nice to see him get back to more relevance. Yep, absolutely. And uh, you know, the thing about coaches, coaches contracts in the NHL, they're not guaranteed, so literally it means nothing. Like the contracts that co- coaches sign mean nothing in the NHL. They could be void tomorrow. So yeah. It seems like it's not that big of a deal, um, but it is a good opportunity for John Hines to stay as a head coach in the NHL. So, hey, there he is. Ryan Getzloff, Darnell Nurse, and P.K. Subban were named finalists for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy on Friday. Now, King Clancy, I believe, is like giving back to the community. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's leadership and – or no, yeah, King Clancy uh... – or is it sportsmanship? No, that's Lady Bing. So yeah, yeah, it's giving right. back. Yeah, cool. Um, not, ex- I mean, Darnell Nurse. I think he's done a lot of things with like, um, you know, hockey is for everyone type stuff. PK Subban is always donating a ridiculous amount of money to children's hospitals. Uh, you know, I think he pledged ten million a few years ago to the Montreal. Uh, hospital left Montreal and still upheld the promise, something he didn't need to do. I'm not exactly sure what Ryan Getzloff did, but it's always great to hear um, guys, and I think that this is really cool, that guys should get uh, recognized for their work in the community uh, as hockey is such a community-based sport, you know? Yeah, plus all the people who want to complain about how much money these guys make, you know, this kind of at least shows that they're not just you know, Pissing it away like the rock stars of the '80s, right? Or you could follow Chris Pronger, and he could he could uh, outline you all of the expenses in which hockey players have to pay. Uh, you know, so you know, while a four million dollar contract's great, they're probably only seeing half that. Yeah, I'd still and be then, cool with two million though. Yeah, I would too, but I think <laughs> it's probably way easier to let that money go than people think. Yeah. Yeah, I I would – don't give me a million dollars. I'll do something bad with it. <clears throat> Bergeron, Barkov, and Elias Lindholm have been named finalists for the Selkie. Obviously, Berge, Bergeron's – I mean, that's a fucking shoe-in every year. Barkov, interesting pick. Very cool. Um, and Elias Lindholm, that's kind of like the dark horse of this race. Uh, he's definitely turned some heads. Good for him. I'm thinking Barkov comes out with this one, though. Well, I think Barkov did win one a couple years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but Bergeron, uh, he's got like seven. Uh, right. But I think with um, if he's a finalist for Selkie, and then probably has more points than Bergeron as well, that might be enough to be like, well, if he's in the same defensive category and scoring points, we should probably give it to this guy. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so you want to give us a playoff update, Polly? Yeah, so, you know, we're recording this Sunday. It is 9.07 on the East Coast p.m. So these are 
uh, everything will be up to date except for the Battle of Berta. So we'll start there. It's one to one. You know, had a a six to nine victory. Nice, nice. six <laughs> to nine. Um, <laughs> uh, crazy first game. Uh, Wild. Calgary Calgary took game one. Edmonton took game two. Game three is here in an hour and a half. So if you're watching live and you didn't know, tune in. Um, today in the the second game of the triple header this afternoon, the New York Rangers did get a win. So it's two to one up in New York game four coming up Tampa today extended their series lead to three, nothing in the battle of Florida. So, uh, a lot of people's cup favorite is on the verge of a second round sweep. Keep an eye out for that. I mean, if any team in the East can come back from down three, nothing Florida might be that team. Um, if they yeah. can, if they can tighten up their defense and, and turn it into a shootout. Well, right. I guess that was, con- that was contradictory, but <laughs> if they can, if they can, if they can solve Vasilevsky and turn it into a shootout, then I think they can come back. Yeah, they need to dictate uh, he, for sure. And they do. They they needed to be their style of game. Yeah, and meanwhile, Caps fans are here with our dicks in our hands, like, oh, that's great. The team that we we had many moments to close out and at least extend the series slash even win it is now gonna get swept the second round. Does not look good. Um, it's not a great reflection for us, even though Tampa Bay is rolling, no doubt. Um, you know, I just, it just makes, for me, it makes, it makes it sting a little bit more. That's all. Yeah. It's kind of like, why couldn't you perform this way against us? Right. Could, or why couldn't we just close you out and then go play Tampa, who I think we have a pretty good shot against, uh, if it came down to it. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. tell us about the abs. Also, well, that's a two to one series there. The, the abs took game one. In overtime, goal by Manson. Probably no one expected that. Yep. And then the Blues did grab game two, and the Abs took game three in St. Louis. Game four, I believe, is Monday night. So check that out, too. That's a pretty good series. There's some bad blood there. And uh, it's 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 entertaining hockey. I mean, these series have all been pretty good. Um, even I tuned into the, I think, game two for Tampa – they scored with like 3.8 seconds left. So, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, it's on the verge of a sweep, but there has still been some competitive, exciting hockey in the Battle of Florida as well. Yeah, gone are the days where, you know, it's just a sweep city. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year that continues on. And, you know, at least this, at least Caps fans, you can, you can rest assured that you're not going to have a conniption every time. Uh, the Washington Capitals play uh, as they are done disappointing us for this year. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking the most painful way to be eliminated from the playoffs, I think, would to be swept with four overtime losses. Ugh. Polly. How terrible. Don't put that out in the universe. That's going to fucking happen to the Caps next year now that you even fucking said that, dude. That sounds like the worst. That is the worst. That is the worst. Yeah. Ew. Why'd you say yeah, that? On paper, on paper, it looks like you're dominated. Then it's like, no, we were literally a goal a game away. A Ugh. bounce away. That gives me that gives me um, Pittsburgh Penguins, the, you know, 16, 17, 17, 18 
uh, series vibes, honestly. Makes my fucking skin crawl. <laughs> the heebie-jeebies. I, I lost years of my life watching those two, those two series. Um, what's next? Chloe Primerano, Primerano made history as the Vancouver Giants selected her as the 268th pick in the 13th round in the WHL, she's the first ever female skater. There was a goalie last year, I believe, in the queue. Yeah. First ever female skater selected in any of the major juniors of Canada. Yeah, that includes the WHL, the QMJHL, and the OHL. So congratulations to her. And, uh, you know, go tear it up. Show them you can play with the boys. Wild. Wild. That's crazy. That's crazy. Good for her. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, no you doubt. Know, and, Maybe, I mean, I, I don't know. As as the women's leagues continue to grow, I, I don't know if there'd ever really be you know, a reason to put a woman in the NHL as long as there's a women's league. Um, but maybe stuff like this will increase some uh, some female juniors leagues to pop up. Yeah, because I mean, all of these pro teams need feeders. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Good stuff. Jonas Corposalo signed a one-year contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets on Friday. Financial terms are not disclosed. Um, you know, I mean, this is a probably – I don't think that they can get better right now with a goalie. Like, that's not going to push him over the edge. Might as well give this guy one year and see what he can do, continue through with his development. Um, interesting. Uh, we'll see We'll see where it goes. But uh, Jackets have locked in their goalie for another year. Uh, yeah, it kind of feels like a Band-Aid move to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bridge, it seems like. And it's maybe a Corpus All, you play out of your fucking mind, then you'll get more, more, you know, a better offer next year. But it seems like the Jackets don't want to lose him, but also probably not a lot of buyers right now for, because they would need probably a goalie for goalie switch. Yeah. Maybe with Washington. <laughs> I'm not sure I want Jonas Corpus All, but hey, we, no, who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rick Bonus resigned as coach of the Dallas Stars on Friday. Stars general manager Jim Nill said the search for the new coach would begin immediately and that assistants Todd Nelson, Derek Laxdahl, and John Stevens have also been fired. So Yeah, they just cleaned out the whole staff. Right. Bonus pe- pieced out and then it was like done. Everybody's gone. Um, kind of interesting. I mean, you know, that was a playoff team. Uh, I'm not sure what Dallas is thinking here. And I don't know if there's some bad blood. It's very, very rare. I mean, what we saw uh, uh, Maurice, I think, of the Jets resign earlier this year. So a couple kind of head scratchers on this. And, you know, he's out there too as far as head coach opportunities go. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, the fact that they went to the Cup – two years ago, didn't get it. Um, and since then haven't come close to repeating that performance. Maybe they just feel like it's a time to clean house and you know, revamp the whole attitude and, and, uh, strategy moving forward. Yeah. I mean, the stars pushed the flames to seven and lost they did. time after crawling into the playoffs. Yeah. So maybe uh, Bonus didn't like what management's uh, idea of next year was going to look like, and, and he was like, fuck this. Uh, I think he can leave that place head held high. Yeah. 
for sure. All right, let's talk about some injuries. There are some pretty significant ones. Mark Stone had back surgery, of, uh, and the Vegas Golden Knights forward is expected to be ready for the start of the next season. Um, he was definitely injured. I think that he was he was part of the reason you know his his lower performance ish or his that nagging injury definitely contributed to the Vegas Knights missing the playoffs. Uh, he didn't seem like this player that he had been in the past. So hopefully uh, it's a quick recovery for him and he can get back to it. Uh, but moving on to to some pretty big ones that are relevant right now. Sam Girard is out with out for the rest of the playoffs with a broken sternum. That is a big loss for the avalanche. That's their, you know, I would say their number three defenseman. Am I right there? Um, three or four? I might even say he's, I might even say he's their second best defenseman. Um, probably between him and Devon Taves. Um, in, you know, it, it was it was tough. I mean, it really. I don't think it was a dirty play. He just took a, a hard check behind the net. I mean, the the contact came in, you know, the hunk of the body. It wasn't the head. It was his trunk. Yeah. Um, just bad. I mean, some people were saying that because he ducked, he put himself. That's why he got hurt because he tried to duck out of it. I don't know, but that's tough. Um. I don't know how you heal that. I don't know if it's a, if it's a surgery or you just... He's got to be in like, insane pain, dude. Yeah, every breath. I mean, right. that's brutal. Could you imagine I mean, you getting know, hit hard enough in hockey with all the pads that you fucking broke your fucking sternum? Jesus. Well, I mean, you know, you see the way he went into the boards. He got hit and he was turned sideways. So, like, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. He took that contact in the stress... Of, or the the impact of the hit had to be released somewhere, yeah, and it just snapped the middle of his chest. <laughs> just it sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds awful. God, yeah, snapped. Yeah, he took a hockey hit and just you know fell awkwardly and snapped the middle of his chest. Real nice. So you know, parents, if you're out there trying to get into hockey, that's what you can look forward to if if your kid makes it to the pros. Um, good stuff. Uh, yeah. brutal for the, for the abs, but you know, Hey, that, that's a deep team. I think they're going to be able to play a little bit for Sammy here and, 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 you know, maybe it's add, adding a little fuel to the fire. Uh, yeah, another, maybe, maybe, uh, Jack Johnson gets in the lineup now. Stop. Uh, <laughs> also in that series, uh, and I think a bigger loss for the St. Louis blues, Bennington out the rest of the second round with a lower body injury. This guy has had, uh, I mean, the worst luck playing for the Blues. The Avalanche have been running roughshod over the skaters of this team, and Bennington has been playing quite well, keeping them in games this entire series. And they just the the cookie just hasn't crumbled his way. Uh, pretty pretty shitty to see him go out right now after after you know basically clawing his way back and building a really good uh, postseason. Yeah, and you know, I think it was kind of a free play. Caudry uh, went hard into the net, and you know, there were just two bodies were mixed up. Really, it looked to me like the Blues player is responsible for Caudry going into Bennington, and it just happens uh, that he got hurt. I think people were jumping to conclusions just because people do, but also because of Caudry's past. Right. So, um, you know, uh, hopefully Bennington isn't hurt long term, and you know their backup played pretty well when he came in. Yeah, who is their backup? Uh, 
I don't even remember the guy's name. I'll, yeah. I'll find it real quick. Yeah, and weren't you saying that uh, Kaju was being, you know, was <clears throat> kind of had some racist things uh, spouted his way on the internet and, and otherwise because of it? Yeah, so people were, um, I don't know if it, uh, Huso or Husso is the, the backup. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, people were, I don't know if they were tweeting at him or sending him direct messages, but, or, and, and, there was people – I saw some pictures of people just saying things about him um, that, yes, they were making racist comments um, uncalled for. You know, the game of hockey should be open to everybody. And yep. um, just because the majority of players are white does not mean that you need to – that fans need to say these things about people um, – there's, there's no excuse for it. The game should be for everybody. We want it to be for everybody, so just knock it off. Yeah, cut that shit out. Nobody should be doing that. Uh, don't be a fucking douchebag. Uh, <clears throat> you know you know what else would not make you a douchebag, Polly? Tell me. DraftKings Sportsbook, downloading that app. Hockey fans, as pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team and win $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Paul, you, uh, tell us about some suspensions that have been going down. So Florida Panthers Ben Sherratt, he got a headbutting fine for headbutting Ross Colton. Um, I think, you know, I would describe it as a little love tap. And I think it was, I mean, it was more of just kind of like a slight forehead to forehead compared to Darnell Nurse's like under the chin thing that he did. <laughs> yeah, leaning um, with the head, using the so helmet as a weapon. I think that's why it was a fine and not a suspension because – um, it, it was, it was kind of a situation where like they had to do something because head contact was made, but it wasn't egregious like the last, uh, headbutting incident. Well, that's good because the last headbutting incident was ridiculous and it's crazy that the, you know, like when was the last time you heard a headbutting penalty called? I don't know if I can remember ever seeing, I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but I, I yeah. can't remember a headbutt in hockey. Yeah, I've definitely never seen anybody headbutt anybody in person. Um, and then to see it in the NHL is just wild. So uh, probably one of those things that hopefully is an anomaly. I hope that's not a trend uh, to be headbutting people. That's <laughs> fucking wild. And uh, to to not see it and then have two in like a week and a half. <laughs> exactly. No. Weird. Um, all right. So as you may know, Caps fans, there are some – Ex-Caps players, current Caps players playing in the World Championships, IIHF World Championships. Uh, you know, tell us about it, Paulie. Yeah, so uh, Martin February, he 
He joined Team Slovakia once the Caps were eliminated. Had an Michael incredible Kempney. goal. Did you did you see that goal that he had from the blue line? No, I saw your tweet, but I didn't see the goal. Fucking one timer just rips it uh, past the goalie. I think it went even went like five. It just absolute rip. I mean, big goal for that team. Good stuff. Michael Kempney. He joined his home country of Chechia. Um, Tobias Geiser is a um, a prospect for the Capitals. He uh, he's playing for Team Switzerland along with Jonas Siegenthaler, and nice. then Nate Schmidt is wearing the A for Team USA. Crazy man! Where, and Nate Schmidt is where now? Like where the fuck did they bury that guy? Uh, is he still in Vancouver? Is he? Ugh. I I or no, maybe, he might be in Winnipeg. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think he's in. He's playing for the Jets. But man, I I love Nate Schmidt. I miss him. Yeah, he's he's playing for the Jets right now. Um, <clears throat> hey, you know there there it is. He may be. Um, that may be a team that's making a turn next year. Who knows? But uh, that's cool. That he's wearing the A. He seems like a he seems like an alternate captain type. Yeah, for sure. And you know, one thing I like about World Championships is. It gives some of the guys who wouldn't play for the Olympic team a chance to to wear their home sweater, and it gives some of these other teams who can't really sniff the gold round or the the medal round a chance to to compete. I mean, Great Britain is in this tournament. I mean, and they're not playing bad, you know. And, uh, Team USA only beat them three to nothing, so it really wasn't like you know you would ex- you hear Great Britain, you would think ten nothing, you know. Right. On that note, um, we'll talk about the just a quick run through of Team USA's games. They had a, a shootout loss to Canada in an exhibition three to four. They beat Latvia four to one, lost to Austria three to two, or I'm sorry, beat Austria in overtime three to two, lost to Finland four to one. Beat Great Britain three nothing, and had an overtime win three to two over Sweden, which makes them fourth in Group B, and they're going to play the third in Group B, Czechia, and that's Monday morning. So, uh, if you listen to this before uh, stream, you can look out for it Monday morning nine twenty Eastern time against Czechia on the NHL Network. Cool, absolutely. And, and just for reference, Finland won Group B. In Switzerland, one Group A. Switzerland did. Yeah. Wow. That's. I believe that's Canada's group, Group A. So, yeah, good to see Canada a little. Where? Yeah, the Swiss are six and zero right now. That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> this is why international hockey is so cool. You get to take a look at all of the prospects too that may not be, uh, you know, in the North America for your team. So tune into that if you're starting for hockey and you don't want to watch the NHL playoffs, which I don't know why you wouldn't. You know, it's still inter- entertaining hockey even though the Caps aren't in it. But um, you know, where where is it being? I'm- Finland. Okay, I think women's is in Denmark. So okay. they're in Finland, I guess. Um, so, so a lot the of these team, games, the home team has some extra extra juice huh yeah yeah i mean if you're gonna win win at home right Um, exactly well that's what i think we talked about it when they won the gold medal in the olympics you know i think they'd be the first team in a couple decades to win gold in both tournaments in the same year yeah no doubt no doubt so um you know luckily with 
the tournament being in Finland, I don't think we're going to have any late nights like the Olympics. I mean, we might have some very early mornings, but right. I don't think we're going to have any noon or midnight games. Yeah. And, you know, we wish all of our Caps players, all of Martin Ferriari and, and, you know, ex-Caps players like Nate Schmidt and uh, our prospect Tobias Geyser uh, and Kempney, you know, the best of luck. As yeah, long as absolutely. you're not playing the USA. Yeah, but I'll, I'll say this. If USA is not going to bring home the gold, I'd love to see a Great Britain surprise. Interesting. I don't know. Are they going to move on, do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't know if everyone qualifies or not. Gotcha. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's our, that's news in international hockey. It's still alive, you know, uh, for the past few years, you know, it doesn't sound like OV went or anything to represent like the, the players of Russia, if they're even allowed in, um, the ROC or whatever they call them. And, uh, you know, that, that's, basically it uh as far as our guys yeah yeah i haven't really seen any late additions that are typical of the world championships guys get eliminated from the playoffs and they start joining yeah i mean that's usually when team usa and team canada get as the as the the playoffs move on i mean along with finland and sweden and russia but right now um, at least for now i haven't really seen many late additions i think posternock joined team Ru- or Slovakia, uh, or Slovakia, yeah. yeah, he joined, but I haven't seen many other late additions. Cool. All right, man. Was that it for today? Um, I think so. Absolutely. Um, All right, cool. Well, Thursday. Abs. What's that? <laughs> go Abs. Go Abs. Yeah, I think you know. I would love to see the Abs win another one. Um, but you know, there's just so I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm. All I'll say this is, I think, like I said, smart money is on the Avalanche, but I don't really care. I mean, I'm I'm happy to watch like guilt-free hockey, which is uh, kind of weird, you know. Uh, but well, unfortunately, all too familiar for the past few yeah. years at this time. It's the one benefit of your team losing. Exactly, like the only benefit, really, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Caps fans, tune in to us on Thursday, where we have Mikey Forbes, lead singer of Out of Time on uh that was a interview hooked up by the bar down breakdown podcast on the hockey podcast network shout out to them check them out if you're into music and hockey uh they do a really good mix they've got all all sorts of like you know bona fide rock stars on there so definitely our first musical guest uh was pretty cool uh mikey was an absolute beauty die hard hockey fan played hockey uh in the dmv in southern maryland i mean Dude, dude wasn't just like some casual fan either. Like you could tell that not only did he, he, uh, follow the caps really hardcore, but he also followed like just the rest of the NHL. Yeah. I mean, and he, he moved to Florida and he goes to his local ECHL games. So he's, he's a hockey guy. Yeah. Hockey, hockey guy to the core. Loved having him on, um, he, they're, they're on tour. They've got a new album Hear all about it on Thursday. Tune in. Um, and until next time, until Thursday, that is hockey troll, Polly cupcakes, signing off. Bye.
Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at CupcakePolly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>